0: I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, and you're listening to Between Two White Coats, a weekly podcast where we dig into key issues surrounding health and wellness. I'm a family medicine doctor, and my co-host, Amber Foster, is a family medicine nurse practitioner.
1: In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We are taking some of our biggest questions, obstacles, and patient-centered advice and wrapping it into a 20-minute weekly podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have found this podcast helpful, give us a five-star rating and review. This helps other people find our podcast and make sure you share it with your friends. Thank you for your time. We look forward to serving you.
0: Today, we want to do our next episode on our mental health series, and we're going to talk about the stigma of mental health. The negative thoughts or associations that go with just about any mental health diagnosis and even not diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. You know, these are things that people often feel a judgment when they say. And goodness knows for way too long, there's been an association of all kinds of negative things with any kind of mental health diagnosis that just simply doesn't exist with other diagnosis.
1: Absolutely. I tell patients all the time, I don't care what the diagnosis is. I don't care what the mental health diagnosis is. If you're getting treatment and you're getting better, keep doing that.
0: Yes. What if your brain is the sick organ? Mm -hmm. What if your pancreas is the sick organ or your liver or your skin? It does not matter. Mm -hmm. If the brain is the sick organ, we get help for it. And to be honest, if the brain is the sick organ, to me, it matters even more because it's the decision maker. But then sometimes that's part of the problem. And there can be a self stigma because your decision maker is sick. So your decision maker is telling you all kinds of things that don't make sense. You would not be thinking like this if your decision maker wasn't sick. And so you start saying things like, well, I'm just not trying hard enough. I can I can do better. I can fix this. Or you have, you know, in a lot of different diagnosis, mental diagnosis, you have messed up thoughts, you know, that you have negative thoughts that just keep repeating themselves. So what if the negative thought is you're not good enough? You'll never be good enough. You're not going to go and get help because you're not worth the help. Don't waste the money on yourself. Other people matter more. You can fix this. So I think sometimes there's a self-stigma that is simply because it's your decision maker that's not doing a good job. That's a little bit off right now. Yeah. Um, there's also a self-stigma because we have fed stuff into people. That's just not true. Yeah. And so what if you've lived in a home or an environment where depression isn't an illness, it's weakness. Yeah. Or uh, anxiety is, well, you're just a worried kid and or suck it up. Suck it up, yeah. son. Suck yeah. it up, daughter. And so if that's what you've grown up with, then you start to believe that to be true. And I say to people all the time, many times the voice in your head started as someone else's voice. And so you've been told that this doesn't matter or that you can fix it yourself by someone who didn't have information. And that might have this. been suffering as well. You know? Yes. that may. You, there is a genetics to mental health. Yeah. And so if you were raised by depressed parents who were in all levels of denial about any of their own concerns, then you've been fed a lot of misinformation that you may have accepted to be true. And now you're giving yourself this horrible self-stigma and you don't believe that you deserve or should go ask for the help. Yeah.
1: Then Um, you're scared to because then you're like, oh, no, what am I going to do? You know, just the whole... They get panicked. yeah, uh, And then
0: that's a whole nother level because they won't get help. What your problem is anxiety? Yeah. And the sick organ of the brain makes you anxious. Mm-hmm. And now you have to conjure up the ability to go ask for help when you're scared to death to go into the doctor's office and talk about it. Yeah. And so the anxiety, or what if you're, what if the brain is working against you in depression and a big part of depression is often apathy. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. Yeah. So I just don't care to get up and go get the help. Yeah. And, and so there is a lot of struggles and hurdles that go to getting help for this that don't exist with hypertension and yeah. diabetes. Um, And then there is the social stigma. And this is where I think that all of us who don't, who are blessed enough to not struggle with mental health can do a better job to make life easier for the people who do. Mm -hmm. We do not need to continue to have the dialogue or the inaccurate beliefs that this is a choice. This is how we know depression is not a choice. It still exists. Yeah. If this was a choice, it wouldn't exist Absolutely. because no one would choose depression, no one would choose OCD, anxiety, or any other mental health disorder. It is a terrible place. I have a um, wonderful trusted family member who has struggled with mental health his entire life and he is, is wonderfully brilliant and um, does a great job of taking his medicine and seeing his doctors. But he has told me that he, if he had the option of cutting his arm off and never struggle with bipolar or depression again, he would cut his arm off in a second Mm -hmm. and just live life with one less limb, because that would be easier than what you go through when you're struggling with mental illness. Absolutely. And so no one chooses this. So if if you've ever for a second thought that someone chose this, if you hear nothing else, please stop thinking that it's so far from true. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lack of understanding you know, when the brain does funny things, it makes us uncomfortable. It When we see it in other people, it makes us uncomfortable. Um, you know, people get uncomfortable just even if someone's talking to themselves. I run an out loud dialogue on things a lot. Like, it's hard to keep this brain straight yeah. and um, and people get uncomfortable with that. I, different things that are out of whatever your norm may be makes people uncomfortable. And so if whatever's going on with one person makes other people uncomfortable, we want to push that to the side and compartmentalize it. Um, And we just haven't known a lot about the brain for hundreds of years. There's been so much that has happened since the advent of Prozac, which is in our lifetimes. The doctors before us didn't have all this information. And there's, um, when when you were saying that, like the new
1: information, if you go back and even look in like, film and television and the things that we're putting in front of, um, you know, our kids about, and I think it it is getting better, but if you go back, it's always the crazy people in the, in the padded rooms. And so of
0: course, that's a social stigma. How scared would you be to ever have an inpatient uh, admission for mental health if you watched any of these old movies? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what we're feeding our culture. Um, and, You know, words like hysterical that, you know, hysterical sounding a lot like hysterectomy comes from uterus because women were hysterical. And so there's this whole cultural belief system that women would be hysterical. And then you didn't want to say that anything was wrong because then they're going to think you're hysterical. And believe me, I've. Oh, I'm hysterical. Hysterical is not a diagnosis. You and I have both had it plenty of times. Ask any mom what happens on the 400th time that their child says, Mom, Mom, Mom. You go hysterical. I have often said, Say Mom one more time, and you will watch my head explode. (laughs) Um, There are a lot of things that can just make us feel like in that moment we are completely overwhelmed. And then someone calls you hysterical, then someone calls you crazy. And so then when you really are in a place that you need some help, you don't want to be called hysterical and crazy. So you don't tell anyone because we've we've socially made it clear to you that that makes us uncomfortable. We're going to call you names. So keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, The history on even um, demonic possession, is that person possessed? Is that, you know, what's wrong with them? If we don't understand anything, we like to wrap it up in a box that is them, not us. Mm -hmm. And then we've put people into this box that they don't want to admit or say because it has such negative belief system behind it or their life. They've heard so many negative things associated with it and we in our culture and in society need to stop doing that um i'm going to put you on the spot on this because you're raised by a brilliant pastor um let's talk about even the cultural i belief system from different religions yeah
1: which um, i can't speak for all religions um, but my faith base is christian and so uh, i think a lot of times people will say well you can Pray more or, you know, and although that may be true, like um, we all could pray more. We could pray more we, for All everything. day long. Yes. Everything. But if there is a true imbalance, you know, God made medicine. Like yeah. he, he gave us knowledge about things like Prozac and other medications and therapists And so I think sometimes even though we those people mean very well by what they're saying um, you know it can be harmful because then that the person who's struggling with that feels like well I can't go to my faith-based place because for I help.
0: clearly failed yes. as a whatever I failed yeah. as a Christian. Because I've obviously not been praying enough or else I wouldn't have I don't have trust depression. God enough.
1: I had a, a lady this week that has said, she's going through some transitions. And she said, I told you last time that I was just going to pray about it. And she said, and I'm telling you this time, I need medication. Yeah, and so I told her. her, I said... Because um, we had had the conversation. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. But if you if you need something, you need to come back to me. Don't struggle with this alone. Like it's a safe place. It's okay if you need help more than just, you know, what, the, what you feel would be a failure if you were put on medicine.
0: Absolutely. And this is what I don't understand. And I've been a church goer my entire life. Um, and I am a super spiritual person. Why can we pray for our brains and heal them more than we can pray for our pancreas or liver? Yeah. You know, if we believe in miracles and healing, then we should say to everyone who is sick of any form equally, well, you should pray, pray for your liver and then your fatty liver will go away. Um, it has nothing to do with the McDonald's that you're eating. It has nothing to do. Just pray more on it yeah. and pray more about your diabetes. Um, and And I'm not saying that people don't say that, yeah. but we tend to take the brain and any illness associated there and act like it's a choice or that we could pray and that God will intervene on our brain differently than he would intervene on any other organ. And and really my point of all that is to say the brain is an organ that gets sick and there is no stigma that should exist about your brain getting sick. Um, This brings me and we're going to talk more about suicide and the depression uh, series, but it's a tough thing to talk about, but we got to talk about Mm -hmm. it more. And this brings me to say, if your brain gets sick and you commit suicide, that is death due to illness, not choice. Yeah. And we struggle with suicide and we struggle with who to blame. And we never look at who to blame for cancer. We never look at who to blame for heart failure. But if your brain works against you and is extremely sick and it leads to a place of delirium and bad decision making and, and yes. it takes you over, then that was not death by choice. It's death by, yeah, death by suicide. Death by suicide. And death by suicide, I think we can categorize right there next to death by any other organ failure. Mm-hmm. Your brain failed, where your heart could have failed or some other organ okay. could have failed. And we put that in the same category. You know, we, we have stigmatized mental illness. We have stigmatized suicide. We have acted like it's a choice. We have acted like it, different than other things, could be prayed. Um, to be better. Uh, we have used terms like crazy and hysterical in such negative ways.
1: Well, even personally, like I'll tell my kids when they are saying, mom, th- y'all do not make me act crazy. Like I find myself even saying things that I, I would never say to anyone as far as like a patient,
0: but you, you know? know, and I use crazy. Like I would use stupid or yeah. I'm not and talking I, about it as a diagnosis or an yes, illness. Like I'm, not, I'm talking about it as a behavior. Yeah. And so I act stupid sometimes. I act crazy sometimes. Yes,
1: but even then, sometimes I'll catch myself because then I'll hear my children repeat that back to me. Don't make mom act crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing to my children? Yes, (laughs) and then
0: what we need to never do is act like... Crazy is a synonym for any other yeah. mental illness. Yeah, that crazy is a behavior. Yeah, all of us do it yeah, sometime. Yes, yeah. um, it's an adjective. We can use it for all kinds of things. Yeah, but let's not use it for someone who's struggling with mental mm-hmm. illness. Let's not act like you know in some people's brains, crazy and mental illness is the same. And it is not. And and it is not. You know, for me, crazy yeah. is sometimes a choice. Once I act yeah. crazy at home, people. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely better. Like, yeah. 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 So so it truly uh, it truly is the way that we phrase things mm-hmm. around this and the and and that we don't call people certain phrases yeah, like with I, no sensitivity. Which when,
1: when my like you said the word stupid and I told my kids, you know, when they're little that you don't you don't call yeah, people stupid. Not a nice word. We're not saying those things. And so that's why like so even saying the word crazy, me honestly joking um, I've really tried not to do that. Just like I say, yeah. not, not stupid a nice word. because I don't want my children to not be empathetic towards people yes. who truly do struggle and they may not be acting crazy, but they may, um, uh-huh. you know, that might be a behavior or a symptom, but I don't, because then that might, would be offensive to someone Correct. who really is
0: struggling and choosing what we say and how we yeah, say it matters for those to patients to make sure that we're always empathetic on the person on are receiving of yeah. that. And, and I think we lose a lot of empathy when it comes to mental diagnosis yeah. um, I think it makes us uncomfortable uh, it's a place that we don't like to visit and so we just try to push it away act like it doesn't exist please don't talk about it um, you know I'm 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 appreciative about how much we protect people's privacy in health care and how much we protect people's privacy for mental health absolutely but it's frustrating for me that I can't get notes from psychiatrists Because psychiatrists have to protect so much because of how this has been misused and and how people have been mistreated that we don't get notes from psychiatrists. And I want to know and, and need to know this stuff. And I am as protected as a psychiatrist to keep the secrets. But, you know, that is just where we are, that society has taken this to a point that we have to work really hard to protect people because it can affect the jobs they get. It can affect the way they're treated. It can affect so many different things that other illness doesn't. Yeah. Um, so all of this to say, I don't know why we do this. You know, we've attempted today to try to explain the stigma, but I don't think I can explain something that makes zero sense to me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I was going to say some of it, too, is it. That- uh, society's learned behavior. So it's easier, like you said, just to put it in that box. And so I always tell patients when they do open up to me is like, I, I'm so proud of you. Like good for you. Let's get yes. this fixed. Like good for you for saying yes. the hard thing to say. Yeah. So yeah. if you're struggling and you're like, Oh, some of this is, you know, sounding true to me. Like we're proud of you for thinking that like, well, let's get some help.
0: So let me use an appropriate use of the word crazy and stupid. The stigma around mental health is crazy and stupid. Yes. It makes me mad. It should never exist. But the fact is it came from somewhere, but it doesn't have to be carried forward Mm -hmm. and we all can do a better job of making sure that we embrace love and, and support people who are struggling in these ways. Just like we would injury or illness of any other organ. So let's make a commitment to destigmatize anything related to our brain. It is not our fault. We did not choose it. And there are ways to fix it. And if we can support people better, then we can really encourage them to go get that help. Next week, please join us as we welcome the brilliant Dr. Sherry Hawkins. She is a psychotherapist, a PhD, and a clinical professor. She's going to help us sort through what kind of different resources exist for help with mental illness, how to distinguish different types of mental illness, and if you in any way feel like, I just might be able to do a little bit better, she's going to give us a lot of information on how to do that we like to end you on a good note. So in this week's Tell Me Something Good, my something good is pets. I'm a dog person. I'm not sure whether you prefer fish or cats, but there's something about having a pet that just loves us unconditionally. So for all of you who love pets, go give your pet a big hug, unless it's a fish. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, take care of yourself.